the Mae Young Classic is over. Okay, so let's take a look at the finals from two points of view. One is what we actually got in the match, and two is the what's next. And I'll say it right here, I was wrong. Kyrie Sane won in a good, good match. A smartly told match. A match that didn't rely on gimmicks, but did very simple storytelling. And the story they chose was really solid, because there were a couple of ones I was thinking they would do. And they kind of did one of them. I kind of thought they would do the monster versus the flyer. And in a way they did, particularly with Baszler's heel work, where she would give the little kicks and sort of toss her around. Or the classic when uh, Kyrie managed to get a little bit of offense in, and then she ran to the ropes and Baszler gave her the jumping knee that just looked like it murdered her. But the main storyline was Baszler working on the elbow and the arm and Kyrie working on the ribs. And the rib, they both played into the finish, and it worked. And they both told this story very well. Kyrie sells beautifully. She has one of the most, I don't want to say legitimate sells, but she sells in a way that feels honest. And Baszler's offense is very honest. And oftentimes when MMA fighters come to wrestling, they rely on sort of a stiffness as opposed to a fluidity. And Baszler actually has made that move into a more fluid form of this sort of straight-ahead MMA-type offense. And I think it works. I really do. The match itself flowed well. It went by much faster than I expected. Was it the best match of the tournament? I would say the match with Kyrie versus Tessa Blanchard was better. I'd put it on par with the Tony Storm Kyrie match. It was easily Shayna Baszler's best match. But it was storytelling, and it was pure and simple. And it was storytelling in a way that the WWE doesn't do very often. One of the sort of evidences of this, I think, is the fact that they didn't do the kicking out of finishes much. Yes, Baszler got her choke on, I think, twice, but only once solidly. And Kyrie made the escape. But Kyrie, once she hit the elbow, it was over. This was a great match. It really was. I would put it at four and a quarter stars, maybe. That might be a little generous, but I think there was an atmosphere. And the crowd was so much more into... Kyrie than Shayna, it was ridiculous. I would not have expected that. I would have expected more of a half and half. But I think at times they were, but mostly it was Kyrie. Now, what does this mean for next? And not just NXT, but going forward. One, they've signed several of these women. Kyrie, of course, has signed. I don't know if Baszler has. I think she has, or at least they have some sort of agreement for moving forward. I read that Rhea Ripley had signed, which is great because she has the absolute perfect look and she can move and she's really young. I think Tony Storm is signed. And of course we have Abby Lath and several other women, Rachel Evans. Uh, I think they're solidly, but the question is, are they merely going to fold them into NXT and the existing Raw? Are they going to launch a series of specials? Are they going to do, what are they going to do? And that's a good question. In my eyes, they should turn 205 Live into like a quarterly takeover style show and maybe do the same thing with the women's rest, do a women's special every quarter or even monthly or bi-monthly or whatever. That allows them to get more into these workers who don't really have a space because they don't really, honestly, right now, WWE does not have enough space. So it has lots of content time, but it doesn't have enough intellectual space, I guess, to focus on all of these different people. Now, on the other hand, it does have this network that is ideal for doing one-off specials. And the ratings apparently for the first set of tapings were super high. They were higher than anything else WWE presented at that point. WWE is in a very good place right now because it has built a new star in Braun Strowman. 
it seems to have hit some magic finally with Roman Reigns and John Cena. It seems like they have, while the women's division has sort of cooled a bit, and in particular Bailey has been criminally misused, it seems as if when they get Asuka back, they're going to have a new form to put her into the mix on Raw, and that'll be fun to watch. Or maybe it was SmackDown. I know she, they announced what group she's going to. I thought it was Raw. And this is a big deal. It really is that Asuka was so successful in NXT. I think we're going to get a slight glut of women in NXT over the next couple of months, perhaps even six months. And that's probably going to lead to them sort of lessening the focus on who I consider to be their two best women right now, Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. And I think Cross will probably sort of transition away from being an individual worker to just being a part of Sanity until they find something better for her to do. Uh, of course, Kyrie is going to be challenging for the women's title that Asuka had to relinquish. They announced that she, by winning, had earned the right to compete for it in November. We don't know who against, and it'll probably be either a multi-women match. It could be a battle royal, but who knows. I kind of hope they don't do another tournament, but they might. They could do a series of qualifier matches where, you know, qualifier for women matches, which I think would be an interesting way to go. But we'll see. I think they have a lot of young talent that they are now engaged with. Dakota Kai, a.k.a. Evie, though she's not quite as young as the rest. Abby Lath, Rhea Ripley. I hope, really hope, I don't know if they have yet or not, signed Candice LeRae, Mercedes Martinez, and Nicole Savoy, all three of whom have big upsides. And I think Candace is probably the one they would focus on the most because one, she has a good look, but two, she's also married to a current star on NXT and they have storylines they can do with that because they typically tend to follow that direction. Overall, I think the impact of the Mae Young may not launch women's wrestling into another level for WWE, but I think as a marker, it shows that WWE is getting more and more interested in the idea of wrestling as wrestling, that they're moving away from pure storyline stuff and into more work-related programming, and I think that's great. They didn't do anything with the horsewomen, which I found interesting. I thought they would have, and I really think Jessamyn Duke is one of the stars of the future for WWE, because she has a great look. She's not a great MMA fighter, but I really think she could be huge, and I think she's married to a... NXT star. I think she's married to Roderick Strong. Could be wrong about that, but I thought that was who she is married to. They're in a very good spot, particularly if they can promote the Four Horsewomen versus the Four Horsewomen, because that's a match that I legitimately believe could headline a WrestleMania. If you get Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky versus the Four Horsewomen, led by Ronda Rousey, Jessamyn Duke, and Shayna Baszler, and the other woman whose name I can never remember, that's, that's a match that you can build around and sell tickets on. So it's a good place. I'm so glad they did this tournament, and I hope they do it again. But I also hope that they don't do it so often that it doesn't mean anything. I hope it doesn't turn into the King of the Ring. I want it to mean something. I'm glad they didn't do the Cruiserweight Classic again, as great as it was last year. Because scarcity leads to value. And I think that's something WWE really is starting to get the idea about.